Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. I'm going to go and introduce the uh, panel to you. If you guys don't mind waving for the video portion of our show, uh, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mike Thaler. We also have, and I believe it's all retired this evening, uh, Chief John Newman, Major Ronald McMullen, Captain Brett Bartlett, Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrea Casal, and producer will stats or so thanks guys for being on the show we appreciate it also a shout out to our sponsors uh, we have extra duty solutions calm case management gunlearn.com verdian weapon technologies and guardian alliance technologies and we are also nationally syndicated in the radio by the boss hog radio network and new addition we have a wbcf in alabama be more information about them later and we are powered by pexip uh, we have a a pretty good lineup uh, for you guys now, the uh, the main topic is not going to be a surprise because we covered a lot of this last week. Um, now, I'm getting my sources from policeone.com. We have Fox News and also Involve. Now, I'm just going to read the uh, titles and maybe some subtitles on some of these. So uh, just kind of, I guess, remember what you, the panelists, want to talk about. But we've got um, early lessons from the Capitol building attack. And it's, a, uh, it's an article written by Greg Fries uh, for Police One. He talks about the unwinnable tension of warrior versus guardian. He had a couple comments saying that we cannot expect law enforcement to be warriors when they are prepared and equipped to be guardians. And we also cannot expect law enforcement to be guardians when we equip them like warriors. And he has subtitle. He talks about, we saw it coming, you know, what happened at the Capitol building. Uh, New crowd management tactics are needed, and then talks about VIP protection, et cetera. And uh, then we have um, thank you notes are being sent to the uh, to Capitol Police. They're pouring in, and a DC officer, of course, was crushed in the doorway. He received a get well card from a 10 year old, uh, which was touching. And of course, there was a video of him getting crushed. Now, they discovered two pipe bombs in DC that were obscured by the Capitol attack. FBI said that it warned about the prospect of violence ahead of the Capitol attack. And police leaders and lawmakers were calling for a, um, a uh, investigation into this um, attack. And then of course, federal watchdogs, of course, opened the probe of the response to the Capitol attack, so they got their wish. FBI is hunting for suspects who attacked the Capitol Police. They released dozens of photos of uh, believed people to have, to have assaulted the Capitol building and uh, federal police officers, uh, they're looking as well. Now, uh, suspect was seen. Uh, the suspect who was seen beating a police officer with U.S. flagpole, he actually was arrested after the FBI released a lot of this stuff. And uh, then I have some conflicting articles. Uh, the first one on Police One was talking about there being evidence of a plot to kill at the Capitol, but then they kind of changed the title. It's, it's got the same link to it, but now they're saying no direct evidence of plot to kill at the Capitol. The subtitle says federal prosecutors said that there was strong evidence the mob aimed to capture and assassinate elected officials, but the head of the investigation said that uh, the probe is in its early stages. And But if that doesn't confuse you enough, we have Fox News saying FBI arrest Florida hardcore leftists who plotted armed attack on pro-Trump pro protesters at the state Capitol. And uh, they give a name of Daniel uh, Baker. And then in another article on Involve, it says the brother of Black Lives Matter activist John Sullivan, the brother's name is James Sullivan, he told the FBI that 226 members of Antifa actually instigated the Capitol riot. And uh, now there's also a bill introduced to award the Capitol officer the Congressional Medal 
or the Congressional Gold Medal. This is Officer Eugene Goodman. Now, this is the guy uh, that you saw um, on, running up the steps, turning his back, and, and kind of you know had a, a expandable baton. But he, they're saying that he led the protesters on a path that was not going to be at a disadvantage to the uh, VIPs in the Capitol. You know, the uh, the congressmen. So they're saying that that act is why they want to give him the award. Kind of curious what everybody you know has to say about all this stuff. So that's. That's what I have. Um, I don't know who wants to go first on this, but it's a uh, it's a lot of topics over the last week from that Capitol thing. Captain Bartlett, you going to start us off? Yeah, uh, let me just make sure this is not playing online. Um, I think they should go after those folks uh, with everything at their disposal. They should find them. They should put them in jail. They should prosecute them. And and you know we talked about this last week, and you know I think Ward and I agreed on this. If they had they they, they pierced those doors into the chambers, there should have been gunfire because that is absolutely, um, I don't care what side of the aisle on, that's a, that's a coup to overturn the, a violent, violent overturning of the government. There should have been shots fired. Uh, so who went into that building? <clears throat> you had leftists, you have rightists, <clears throat> you had centrists who just pulled along with the wave to see what's going to go on. You had people that uh, under any other day wouldn't make that decision, but what do we know what do we know about people in anonymous situations when they think, wow, they can't get all of us. I'm going to go with the crowd. There's a lot of power behind that. That's what riots and things are all about. Individually, on any other day, they wouldn't do it. But they, they get into this group, and it's, and it's the group thing, and it's the an, an anonymous activity. But we can't, we can't let it go. These people have to be arrested. They need to be tried. Now, saying that, if it were the other way around, if Trump were being inaugurated and these were all leftists, I'd be saying the same thing. It doesn't matter who's piercing the doors of that cop. They need to go. They need to go to jail. They need to be punished. They need to, they committed crime and they committed crimes against me. All right. Thank you, Captain. And of course, I think what we got at, at the count of a hundred people who have been arrested, I think so far, uh, attorney Ward. First of all, Chip, I'm embarrassed. You would invoke Involve.com is any type of reliable source. AP is bad enough, but at least it's a real news source. Uh, Factcheck.org uh, points out that uh, Involve, according to his own website, um, says that this information is presented for general information and entertainment purposes. NewsGuard says to proceed with caution. The website severely violates basic standards of credibility and transparency. Columbia Journalism Review says it's fake and unreliable. Um, so I don't even know why we're talking about involved. It's crazy. I I also agree, agree with um, Brett. Ward, Ward, uh, was it too far off? Was it too far off from Fox News, Ward? That story. It's completely different. They allege that there's 266 Antifa members who instigated this riot when, in fact, they've invested, they've arrested 120. And there's no, absolutely no evidence whatsoever of Antifa invest, invest, uh, involvement. And in fact, the evidence shows that a lot of these people are, are crazy QAnon supporters. So, you know, th this is just nuts with the, to even list this as a credible source. That must be uh, who you get your information on with respect to Pence's parlor and the, uh, the 12th Amendment. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I agree with Brett on the, on the prosecution, and, um, but I'm just amazed at the hypocrisy here where you're going to have, there's a lot of effort being thrown at the prosecution, and there should be. But no such effort was ever made to prosecute 
uh, people uh, during the summer riots who were so-called uh, social justice warriors. Uh, and this goes for the politicians, too. They throw around terms like insurrection and even in the impeachment proceedings and, uh, and sedition. But when the rioters were rioting uh, during the summer, uh, uh, they criticized Trump for even talking about the Insurrection Act. So it's just it's unbelievable the hypocrisy that I, I see in the press and the Democrat politicians. Oh, and well, by the way, I'm all, of, I, I'm all in favor of big investigation of all this, including, including what appears to be unbelievable inaction by our president. All right. Well, thank you, Ward. And John, I know that you're up uh, next, uh, Chief. I just wanted for the people that are watching the show that aren't used to, you know, to to watching the show and, and, you know, you guys might be scratching your head and wondering, well, why didn't Attorney Ward just call, you know, chip up and say, hey, why are you using the source? Use a different source. Well, I, I've been getting people on the show, you know, our, our fan club. They've wanted Ward to have a, a greater participation in the show. So I intentionally throw these sources in there because I know that Ward's going to research those and he's going to he's going to, you know, come up with something to say on the show. And it worked like a charm. I just want to not that I'm trying to pat myself on the back, but thank you, Ward, for falling into that trap. Uh, Chief John, the floor is yours. All right, do we have anybody else, guys? Yeah, Chief. There he goes. I got it. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, John. You know, I, there's a couple things that everyone's saying. You know, I, I, I hope there's a, a vetted out investigation. I mean, I believe in facts, but I, I don't know who to trust. There, there is no doubt in my mind that there were notifications that something big was going to happen. And for the Capitol Police, who would normally um, institute frozen zones and take a different approach for larger events that happen in or around the Capitol. Um, and not to do that for something like this, I, I'm, I'm shocked. So, and then, you know, who do you believe? Was there, um, was there a warning that they were gonna have, uh, you know, violence or wasn't there? If they do an investigation, who runs it? You know, how do you trust the findings? I think what you're gonna say, Hear, hear me out. I think it's going to be this. There was a breakdown in the intel intelligence community, and the word didn't get down to the end users, the Capitol Police, in time, which I think is a total cop out. You know, there's a lot of politics at play right now, and for some reason, the Capitol Police weren't prepared like they should have been, like they usually are for big events at the Capitol, and that concerns me both because it's whoever's going to own and drive that message is what they, is what we're going to hear, and I'm not sure if that's going to be factual. You know, David, we've got roughly a minute left. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm glad Ward brought up the hypocrisy uh, issue. I think that's a very important one that people don't need to lose sight of. On, on John's point, though, wasn't it the same, though, in a lot of these major cities? Uh, there was a lot of intelligence going around there that these events were going to take place, and the police, in several instances, seemed to be unprepared or unaware or caught off guard. Uh, it seems to be the trend. I don't know why, but it certainly seems to be the trend, uh, and, and it is equally disturbing. So, um, and on both sides, both from the anarchist uh, Antifa side, as well as the the, the alt-right or whatever they want to brand them uh, at this point. It, it just can't go on like that. All right. Thank you, Corporal. Um, we do appreciate it. We're going to take a commercial break, but we will be right back. 
want to take a moment and tell you guys about our friends at Extra Duty Solutions. Inefficiencies can negatively affect your staff's production and morale, as well as your agency's reputation. With proper oversight, your agency's extra duty, off-duty employment program it can be profitable. Uh, while you still control your program, Extra Duty Solutions, they administer at no cost to your agency while taking on all the administrative burden and the financial risk. They keep the program fair and transparent. The officers most eligible to work to pro uh, get priority, and they pay out over $50 million in extra duty work within the past 12 months. You can visit them today at extradutysolutions.com. I would like you to check out Column Case Management's NIBRS compliant records management application and their applicant tracking solution. Some of the biggest clients are Chicago PD, New Orleans PD, but their typical agency has only 15 to 30 investigators. Now their data is easy to enter and to manage and you can quickly drag any size attachment, including video, into a case from your de your desktop, your laptop, or even your smartphone. They also have a 24-hour help desk. So for a limited time, you can mention Leo Roundtable for a free two-year subscription. Visit columncase.com or schedule a free demo by emailing them at info at columncase.com. Welcome back to Leo Roundtable. Let's see, Attorney Ward and Captain Brett, the floor is yours. I have a public service announcement from the Trump Memorial Fund. <laughs> I have a very important offer here, the Trump Memorial hat, which I'll talk about in a little while. As we all know, my fellow patriots, Democrats and politicians, other politicians, deep state bureaucrats, and Hollywood pedophiles and child molesters colluded with the Chinese government to invent the China virus, which was then brought to the United States and infected a good part of the country to destroy the economy so Trump would not be elected president. At about the same time, in order to be safe, these dark forces rigged the Dominion voting machines so that millions of votes were transferred from Joe Biden to Trump. Then, in order to help Biden when he became president, they came up with a vaccine. But these dark forces put microchips in the vaccine so they could monitor us. And it also changes our DNA. This was largely funded, of course, by the William and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, many of the Leos have decided not to get the vaccine, which is very wise, especially you St. Petersburg cops who don't want anyone to know where you were when you submitted your overtime claims. Now, now look what this look what this vaccine has done. Mike Pence, the vice president, was vaccinated on December 19th. Less than three weeks later, after he was a strong and loyal supporter of the president, he engaged in treasonous behavior by not supporting the president and recognizing uh, or, or, or in rejecting the electoral votes of six sovereign states that our president directed uh, were the result of a rigged election. Obviously. Other judges and officials in the 60-some cases in which we lost on the election fraud must have taken the same vaccine, uh, as did Trump's lawyers, who traitorously failed to present any evidence when offered the chance of election fraud. William Barr, the attorney general, must have been vaccinated because he told Trump there was no finding by the Justice Department of, of widespread fraud. Then, to make matters worse, during our peaceful demonstration, Antifa, Antifa uh, uh, thugs actually stormed, stormed the uh, 
capital under a false flag. This was done for two reasons. One, to give big tech a chance to deprive Trump of his First Amendment rights by withdrawing his Twitter account and his Facebook account, and to lead to the impeachment of, of Trump. It, as a result of these dark times, we're offering, we're offering this hat for $49.95. And the proceeds will be used to fight in the Supreme Court to have the impeachment articles in the Constitution declared unconstitutional, as they clearly are, and to help him run again in 2024, either as a Republican or a Democrat. Now, it's a nice dark cap to represent the darkness of what's going on now and the dark forces arrayed against us. It has a black stripe, and we all know what that means. But best of all, best of all, my fellow patriots, this hat is lined with not just one, but five layers of high-quality tinfoil. Now, now, thank you, thank you, thank you, Antifa representative. Now, uh, Captain Brett, you're like, I see your hands moving, you're encouraging him, so uh, ranting and raving, you've got three minutes, go ahead. Well, I don't wanna take long, I, I appreciate that word, I think, I think the vaccine did it, uh, but I'm not sure if you took the vaccine, because you kept mentioning dark forces over and over, I don't know what, what, I don't know what that means, dark forces, but you didn't say light forces or white forces, so, um, now, when you said dark forces, was that capital letters? Recognize the fact that the dark forces have been kept down. I just need a you know clarification board. You go ahead. Wow, do we have no response from the uh, from the dark side? Apparently, so I think you're. I think he's going to leave you hanging there. I know. Well, guys, if there's uh, if there's nobody else, I do have a second half, you know, to this article. So we're still talking about the Capitol, but and I've got a, a couple minutes before we have to take another commercial break for our radio audience. But we are on. And we're talking about two Virginia cops who were inside the Capitol during the rally. They're facing federal charges. And according to the uh, Renoke Times federal arrest warrant unsealed Wednesday, level charges against Officer Jacob Fracker and a supervisor, Sergeant Thomas T.J. Robertson. And the warrant is charging them with knowingly entering a restricted building without authority to do so, uh, knowingly engaging in conduct that disrupts government business and engaging in disruptive conduct in the Capitol in order to interfere with a session of Congress. And this uh, viral photo uh, that they put out shows Robertson and Fracker posing in front of a statue of John Stark. Probably shouldn't have put that. Um, then we got the... Uh, uh, chief releases a statement on Virginia cops charged in the Capitol siege. So he said that upon learning that two off-duty Rock, uh, Rocky Mount police officers, uh, it gives their names, were in the Capitol building on January 6th. A report was filed by our department with the Federal Bureau of Investigation that launched a, for a formal investigation. So apparently the chief reported to the FBI, and that's not unlike another agency um, coming up in a second. We got three Capitol police officers have been suspended. 17 are under investigation after the attack. So... Uh, uh, we have Representative Tim Ryan. He's the chairman of the House Appropriations Legislative uh, Branch Subcommittee uh, that funds the Capitol Police Department. He said that a couple of Capitol Police officers were taking selfies and another put on a MAGA hat, and they've been suspended. Uh, we've got 
Um, retired uh, Pennsylvania firefighter arrested for allegedly throwing a fire extinguisher at Capitol Police. Not a good thing. So the video actually shows a man throwing an extinguisher, hits three cops. It led to the arrest of Robert Sanford of Chester, Pennsylvania, who officials allege is the assailant. According to the Wall Street Journal, the fire extinguisher hit all three officers, and one of them was not wearing a helmet. And this is according to an FBI agent who filled out the affidavit. Um, we've got another one involving a Houston officer resigning after being linked to a capital attack. But guys, we're going to take a commercial break and we will be right back. Much you know about guns and the ammunition there's always that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture gunlearn.com they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy gunlearn.com it is the first and the only company to offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe accurate and competent certified firearm specialist they provide citations from federal law and atf rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy and their training is approved by major forensic organizations law enforcement agencies and firearm manufacturers since 1996 they've taught everything that leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement you can start today with online training or register to attend a live seminar you can actually get free training for yourself and personnel by hosting a seminar at no cost to your agency. Come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Now, talking about this Houston officer that resigned after being linked to the Capitol attack, it says a longtime Houston Police Department officer believed to have joined a violent mob at the nation's capital resigned on Thursday amid growing uh, federal probe into the insurrection. So the officer, Tam Pham, dropped off his resignation to Chief Art Acevedo ahead of his disciplinary hearing. And it says that the chief, after he received a tip, about the officer's possible involvement, he looked at the officer's social media and found photos suggesting that he actually entered the Capitol building during this uh, takeover. And Acevedo, the chief, said that he contacted the FBI's Houston office. They opened up a federal investigation and expects federal charges to be filed against the officer. So, uh, so wow. Chief Newman, what do you got to say about that? You know, I, I was having a, a conversation this weekend about about this topic tonight, about what, what makes an ordinary person, you know, feel so passionate enough in this case to travel from, you know, wherever the kid lived, you know, to DC, you know, the air, the 14 year air force person, you know, flew from San Diego to the Capitol. And how do you wind up in, inside the seat of justice or the seat of legislature for this country? And, and, you know, you can, some of it is law enforcement, you know, really felt very strongly about a law and order president. It's been a very long time since you had a clear law and, law and order president. Others are that passionate about what happened. Look at the number of people from Pennsylvania that are being arrested and, you know, some of the allegations about Pennsylvania's election process. 
But, you know, and, and then you have to really look at the science. And one of the articles, you know, you provided today were about, you know, the science of that, uh, the, the, the crowd mentality, you losing that, that individual responsibility of ownership and getting wrapped up in the psychology of crowd behavior. So I think for law enforcement officers, because there's a few of them that got arrested and identified, I think it is they're passionate about their country. They're passionate about their president. They can also be very passionate about the fact that this, you know, that the Trump administration was very law and order. And you put that all into a very volatile mix. And I, I can see how that, per I don't agree with it. I'm like Brett and, you know, I think Dave said earlier that I think they need to arrest these people. But I, I can see how a, a normal, reasonable person can get wrapped up in the passion of all the things I just talked about. Not making excuses, but it makes it a little bit more um, easy for me to understand. <clears throat> I get the passion. I get the fact that you want to, you know, everyone wants to be part of something. But why are you going to show your ass like that? You know, the the two officers that go, they they sit there, they're shooting the bird to the camera. You don't you, you don't think that's gonna uh, you think that's gonna be looked at in a positive uh, manner at your department or at law enforcement in general? Because clearly everyone's gonna know you're a police officer. And, you know, but the hypocrisy of it all just drives me crazy, but we don't even need to go on that. I'm sure we're going to cover that the whole evening. But you're a police officer, and there's certain standards you got to do, and I understand, you know, you have freedom of speech and, you know, all that other, all our other um, rights as American citizens, but I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand your thinking. Like, what do you think your presence there is going to do to 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 uh, put law enforcement uh, in the forefront to, to uh, positively put law enforcement in, in a positive direction. What are you doing? You know? Um, and he's right. But, you know, something, something, I mean, maybe they're a little ticky-boom. I don't know. You know, they come from a long way away to act the fool and then um, be embarrassed and embarrass their departments and, you know, and then have people, you know, questioning the police again and what are their motives and, you know, oh, see, see, see. And it just, it hate, I hate when they give uh, bad guys ammunition to further um, <clears throat> denigrate and dress us down. Forgive me, I'm losing my losing my my voice but uh you know i hate when they give bad guys ammunition to further you know speak on us neg negatively and, and the narrative is always a negative direction i just hate that so i i'm a little different chief this is me and you split on this one so major did i hear you correctly you say you're losing, losing your voice hey, aren't, aren't you a voice actor <laughs> yes i am i don't disagree I don't disagree with you, Ron. I really don't. I really do think they embarrass. You know, we don't need any more negative press at all, right? But the, you know, when I was having the conversation this weekend, you know, like none of us on the panel that I'm aware of got on a plane and went to D.C., right? You know, and we're mm -hmm. passionate about it. You know, we're passionate enough that a couple hours out of a week at least we're talking about it. But you know, when and, and you know, I guess there's that much. There's a lot of drive and a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. They embarrass the occupation. They embarrass the shield. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that, but I, I'm still trying to get my head around why are norm, why what possessed normal people to do what they did that day. Mm -hmm. Not talking about the fringe groups. I'm not talking about the fringe groups. Well, well, you know, John, I thought that it was interesting that you said that. You know, they're we're actually helping out the FBI. This is a list of the uh, people that they're looking for. You know, that were you know in the insurrection. So I don't know if anyone. You know, has any information on any of these people? But uh, you know, it's kind of you know, it's kind of scary. You know, I wonder if we're going to go back and look at the people that committed murder, rape, and robbery in Seattle. You know, in that in alleged insurrection or that peaceful love fest. Are we going to go back and do the same thing there? 
you know, hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle. I'm just so tired of it. It just gets old, you know, old and ugly. But when you stir and crap, hey, all it does is stink. But Ronnie, isn't that the point? Who's stuck in the middle of, the, of any of it? We are. Right. Yeah. Those guys exactly. and gals that went to work that day, the ones that yeah. were 40 but, some odd days of riots in Portland. Right. It's us. Something you, something you said but also, Chief John, is like, it what drives me crazy is, how did they let this get that far? They handle all kind of other stuff in D.C., around that capital, around all these special people. And how did they let this get that far? And without any kind of people running from, I mean, you know, what are you doing? You know? So you, you just told every knucklehead in, in the world, internationally, that they can walk right into D.C. and walk right up into that building. You know, it just looks sad. It looks, it looks so unprepared, so unprofessional. Just lack of leadership. All of them should be terminated. Well, how do you explain? How do you explain this this photo, Major? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's crazy. It's a blow up of who of guys are looking for. I don't know. I'm you know. I, I know that we had someone earlier said that no one from the show went to D.C., but I would beg to differ. <laughs> he's a, you think that's he's, Ward? He's, hunt, he's hunting, <laughs> hunting Ward. Poor Ward. <laughs> You can't trust those Harvard guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. David, you got a twin brother. No, I don't think so, big boy. That's for um, sure. Or, or, or small man, short, short man. Um, all yeah. I'm going to do is, is what Brett, Brett has said many times before that I always remember. If, if, if what you did is not going to look good or what you're thinking about doing is – is not going to look good in the newspaper the next day. Don't do it. I think that, you know, what we need to look at is a lot of the reason why a lot of the people were there was because, and I don't care what anybody says, the election where there was a lot of fraud in the election. So some of them are there because law and order, there was no law and order. So again, the things that have been going on in these, you know, in the capitals and Seattle and everything that's been going on this whole time, what example are we setting if we're not going to sit there and maintain law and order you know, you had a lot of people, a lot of very good people that went there that are very passionate about, you know, having the Constitution protected. You know, they weren't there to sit there and cause um, disorder or anything like that. Why do you think the president's speech was late? I mean, you know, there are a lot of things that, yeah, there's a lot of intelligence that was given there. Who's in charge of the Capitol? You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you sit there and you wonder, why did we turn a blind eye to that? Any one of us that knows that we were in law enforcement, there's no, and I think I said it last week, there's no way that any buses would have gotten that close had they not been escorted to the Capitol. So you can't tell me that some of this stuff was not constructed. Ward and I kind of got into it a little bit last week. I, we're not watching the same, you know, the same outlets here. There's, you know, Jaden X, which sorry to give him a plug because, you know, now he's been arrested, Black Lives Matter activist. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on there that, you know, you do have activists that were there. You have a lot of people that were very passionate and pissed off. You have a lot of people that were probably drunk. They were probably, you know, just extremists and, and in all directions. You cannot tell me that some of this was not directed before, you know, all, all of this happened. Some people got torn into it. Some people, you know, it, it just ends up being, you know, let those investigations roll. How many times do we say it? Let the investigations roll. Arrest who you need to arrest. The, you know, the right has said all along, you know, Law and order. It doesn't matter which side is is breaking the law. Law and order. It's it, it's flat out. And and I agree. You know, we do. We finally had a president. Those of us that were you know in law enforcement under Trump, under Obama, it was very different under Trump 
than it was under Obama. I don't care which side you're on. It was different on the street. I felt backed. There was a lot of things that, that changed and I felt supported. It, it says a lot for the people that are on the street. Thank you, Andrea. Appreciate it. You got 30 seconds, uh, Ward and Brett, but we've only got 30 seconds. Go ahead. This is a, this is a, this is a sidebar. Um, Art Acevedo in his article said that uh, he pointed to Tom Pham being Asian American amidst a mob of predominantly white participants as an indication of a larger issue in the country. I was flabbergasted at that remark as he's saying that Asian Americans can't support Trump. It reminds me of Joe Biden's ridiculous comment. If you have a problem, if you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. All right. Thank you, Ward. We're going to take another commercial break, but we'll be right back. All right. Now, the Viridian fact-duty weapon-mounted camera, it has become the only gun camera in wide use by law enforcement across the nation. It fits standard police-duty weapons and holsters and records automatically when the officer's gun is pulled from its holster, providing an unobstructed view of critical use of force events from the end of the firearm overcoming inherent issues with body cams. Now, the fact duty employs a 1080p full high-definition uh, digital camera with a microphone and also has a 500-lumen tactical light. It also is less expensive in data management costs than other evidentiary camera systems. You get more info on the fact duty at gun-camera.com. And while we're talking about it, let's talk about uh, an industry leader in technology solutions for law enforcement. Guardian Alliance Technologies, their software will cut background investigators time in half. We all know that there is a call for more accountability in hiring and selecting who gets to wear the badge. Now, Guardian has developed the CGIS compliant background investigative software platform that helps weed out problematic applicants in record time. With Guardian, the entire background check process is more comprehensive and much faster for both the agency and the applicants. No upfront fees or long-term commitments. I strongly recommend visiting them at guardianalliancetechnologies.com. Back to the Leo Roundtable show. Um, Captain Brett, I know that you're uh, next in line. We've got about nine minutes. And on this segment, uh, we will have to end this segment on a topic and not be able to carry it over to the next one. So, uh, Captain Brett, the floor is yours. You know, what, I, what I'd like to be able to do one day is find out, I don't know, through interviews, who knows, these individuals that went to the Capitol, what was going through their mind? I mean, how many, how many exit points did they pass before they went into the chambers, before they went into Nancy Pelosi, before they stole things. How many ethical boundaries did they need to pass to get in there? Some of them might have been thinking this. We're at a historic moment in our future, right? Hasn't that been jammed down our throat for months? We are at a turning point, one way or the other, in our future. And these people find themselves caught up in that. If you've ever been to the Capitol or D.C., it, it, and you're standing there, it's an awesome thing to see. And that's just with nothing else going on. But then you've got the election, then you've got the speech, then you have the activity, then you have these people moving up and people are thinking, man, this is my moment. I want to be, whatever it is, good or bad, I want to be a part of this thing. So, but I'd like to be able to talk to later and like in internal affairs, you know, some people that I would, I knew, not everybody, right before we turned on the tape, I'd go, buddy, what were you thinking? Now let's go on the tape. What were, you, what were you thinking, really? What was going through your freaking mind when you were going into Nancy Pelosi's office, stealing her, her, her 
and you're on television. It may be this, Chip, it may be this. They're all thinking, nothing bad has happened in these other places. Nothing bad's going to happen to me here. But maybe. they picked the wrong place at the wrong time. Or Brett, 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 maybe they, maybe they, thought they never thought they were going to get there, right? All of a sudden, wow, we're in. <laughs> now what do we do? Let, let's take a podium. Let's take a selfie with a dead, you know, with a dead ambassador. I mean, maybe they got there and went, whoa, now what do we do? I, I, exactly. I, I, I did, some of them look like, you know, I think they were almost thought they were on a tour. Yeah, it's and, like and, when and one, and one, client, uh, one And one climbed through a window and it cost her her life. Uh, it's like yeah. Patton crossed the Rhine, and he told he told Eisenhower, "I'm across the Rhine." And they said, "You're not supposed to be there." He said, "You want me to go back?" No, I'm already here. I'm going forward. I'm going to go as far as I can go, and that's that's what they did. But we're going to find out there were as many motivating factors as there were people. All right. Well, look. Uh, thank you, Captain. Appreciate it. Now, guys, we've got uh, seven minutes left, and again, we have to end this segment on a story. Now, I'm going to go in and jump to the video because I want to make sure that we get this one in. We're on policeone.com, and this video is of a woman stabbing an NYPD cop in the neck. I'm sure David was going crazy watching this video. So an NYPD cop was stabbed in the neck by an erratic Brooklyn woman inside her home, and this is according to the police body cam video. Now, the cop showed up at uh, Marilee Jimenez's uh, home, in uh, Sunset Park around 3.45 in the afternoon on a Wednesday after they got a 911 call about an emotionally disturbed person at that address. Now, Jimenez is 29 years old, acting erratically when the cops entered the apartment. Um, they tried to calm her down. Uh, she grabbed the blade, and she, they say that she lunged at the officer cutting his neck. There was no lunging. He just he walked in. He walked in at her, and she just simply raised her hand and came down with it on his neck. Now, the video of the incident that was caught on an officer's body camera shows uh, her holding the weapon above her head. She brings the blade down as one officer slowly approaches her and tries to take her into custody. Now, medics took the officer to a medical center where he was treated and released. The Police Benevolent Association uh, gave a quote saying that this is the reality of how quickly a mental health call can go sideways. Too many of our politicians underestimate these dangers when they call to eliminate cops. And it goes on to say that in November, Mayor Bill uh, de Blasio announced a pilot program aimed at replacing the NYPD with teams of mental health experts and EMF staffers to answer these calls about emotionally disturbed uh, residents. Interesting. Uh, we got five minutes, guys. Comments? None? David, what's your take on that uh, approach with the girl with the knife with uh, – yeah. Well, you know, again, the video wasn't that involved. There wasn't a whole lot of lead up or or explanation as to what they had gone through before the guy made his move to take her into custody. So it's very it's kind of hard to really say anything about it. All I will say is that in the end, uh, somebody wasn't watching the hands uh, because for her to come up with that knife as you're coming in like that and you're not seeing that develop in front of you, somebody's not paying attention or missed it completely. And I just want to see, have they put out the applications for, for the, the social workers to respond <laughs> to these yet? Because it's wow. almost like the traffic monitor. That, that's this exactly is, this what, is the film. Exactly. This is the film. <laughs> this that's is the film thinking, where you, you got to show the social workers. <laughs> wow. mm. uh, see, you guys are feeding off each other again. Stop it. Stop it. All right. Uh, Andrea and Ron, go ahead. 
I was just going to say that's exactly, you know, it shows exactly how quickly something can happen. I do feel like a lot of times we're still holding back and maybe not reacting as fast because of, you know, public perception. You got to remember where it was at, where this took place. It's unfortunate, but I think you're going to see a lot more of it. Um, and you can't, you can't replace law enforcement. That video just, I mean, it shows it right there. You just can't do it. I mean, they're not going to be equipped to handle situations like that. We're not going to talk somebody out of that situation. Thanks, Andrea. All right, Major Ron, you've got uh, three and a half minutes. Go ahead. No, you guys pretty much covered it all. I can't imagine um, civilians, even though they're trained for, you know, mental, you know, abilities or disabilities or challenges, are going to go out there and try to do this job. You know, there's a place and a time for uh, civilian intervention, and it's not at that point. Um, we're going to get so many more fatalities. It's going to be so horrible. You're going to have to have the police with you. And then still again, you're going to have more issues because now the police officer has to not only protect himself or themselves, they're worrying about a civilian who's not armed, not trained, don't know where to run, fall, roll, whatever. So this is just crazy. Another one of those de Blasio debacles that's going to really um, make it difficult for New York and New Yorkers to come back, in my humble opinion. Poor young brother struggling this land of milk and honey trying to make ends meet. Wow. Beautiful. All right. And Thank just you. Really quick to follow Ronnie, you know, what Ronnie was saying, you know, to follow that up, you know, when you add emotions into any of that, stuff happens so quickly. I mean, you have to be armed. We all know that when we would go with DCF to calls or different things like that, yeah, they might be able to talk for a little while, but once you add emotions in or if you start taking kids out of, you know, homes or different things like that, social workers aren't going to be able to do that. You add emotions into a situation, you add mental health into it, you know, you never know. Things change at a split second, and you just have to be prepared for that. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I think it took a lot of us a lot of calls in order to realize everyone's different. I mean, you just don't know. You don't know what you're going to be dealing with, especially with mental health and and with emotions, people people are emotional. Things happen really fast. Thanks, Andrea. Chief Newman. You know, Ron said it best. That I am at least grateful that they're thinking about giving up some mental health resources, right? But there's a place in that continuum that they belong, and intaking on the street isn't one of them, right? Um, and I hope whatever protocols they set up, like, we have one that's going to already been launched here in the Bay Area, that those folks who are not going to be prepared for what you saw in the video, they are not a part, they're not introduced early on into these situations where it's going to get them hurt. Um, I hope it's somewhere further down in the continuum. So we're going to have to see how these models go. But Ron's right. A, I'm glad that they're giving us mental health resources but not at the intaking level on the street. No ways. It's in, it's a dangerous situation, even for the officer, like we saw in the video. Very good. Thank you, Chief. All right, uh, guys, I'm going to hop over to policeone.com, and we've got 17 Chicago cops that are lounging in a burglar office, and they've been suspended. Now, the article doesn't really tell the whole truth. I've got less than a minute to get through this, but 18 Chicago cops have been disciplined for the roles in an incident that happened last year in U.S. Rep. Bobby Rush's uh, Southside campaign office. Cops are on video. They're making popcorn, drinking coffee. They're sleeping, you know, kind of lounging around. They're sleeping on a couch and stuff. And they're the article's written saying they're doing all this while there's looting and civil unrest going on outside. And so... They've gotten uh, suspensions, and one officer, you know, got a reprimand. And anyhow, it talks about this incident. 
and they get land blasted uh, by the mayor as well. And of course, the insurrections were going on because of the George Floyd uh, killing them, and this happened on Memorial Day. Uh, but anyhow, I'm going to have a link to the story. There's hidden information on here, and it didn't happen during the unrest. So you'll get the full information, you know, when you go to their website and on YouTube. We'll get producer Will to put it up there. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Uh, guys, at this point, I want to go ahead and uh, thank our listeners for watching the show. You know, we are now producing a one-hour version of our two-hour show for radio. So um, we have just completed the first one hour of the show, and uh, we're going to be going starting the second hour. So this really only affects the uh, one-hour radio listeners, and our new station in Alabama is going to be doing that one-hour show. So if you guys want them to add that extra hour, uh, please contact them. So. Um, we do appreciate everybody's support. 